What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. What if kittens played the clock in Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host. And Miss Karen and I took it a little easier this Thanksgiving, so we're replaying one of my favorite episodes. Many moons ago, a boy named Luca, who really liked Star Wars, asked what if sharks had legs. It inspired one of my most pun-heavy episodes, and with the new Star Wars movie coming out in a couple of weeks, I thought maybe you all would enjoy it. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, please enjoy the story of Shark Wars. A long time ago, in a galaxy far under the waves, the Shalactic Empire was ruled by the Sharks. Now, sharks back then in What If World had stubby little legs that they used to walk around. I guess later they'd evolve away from using them. But one shark, the ruler of the Shalactic Empire, Shark Gator, he thought that only sea creatures with legs should be allowed to live in his castle, the Breath Star. The Breath Star was a giant rolling ball of coral and stone that they'd built to house all the fish that Dark Gator thought should live there. (sighs) Breathing the same air as those legless sea creatures (sighs) is what makes it so hard for me to... Catch my breath. So he'd only let sharks with legs live inside the Breath Star. Everyone else just had to get out of the way, or that giant coral castle would roll right over their whole town or city. But there is one little town, about as far as you could be from the center of the ocean, named Tertuine. And in that town, where everyone lived under old tortoise shells, there was one little boy shark named Luca Seawalker. Now this little shark's legs were much smaller and flatter than the stumpy little legs of his shark ancestors. And yet, all the other kids in Tertuine thought that was a reason to make fun of him. (laughs) Seawalker, more like sea crawler. I think that turtle shell you live under is faster than you. (laughs) But Luca was wiser than most boys and girls his age. He knew they were teasing him because they were just listening to the lessons of the Shalactic Empire. And it taught them that all sharks with legs were important. And all creatures of any other kind were less important. I don't care what you kids say, said Luca. 
I'm going to help bring down the Shalactic Empire so all the fish can live together and be nice to one another. <laughs> You'll need to learn the ways of the Dorse, Luca. And Luca turned around to see, looming over his little tortoise shell home, a giant megalodon shark. Um, are you gonna eat me? asked Luca. Heavens no. The fish-eyed knights only fight as a last resort. Besides, I'm extremely old. You were a fish-eyed knight? I've heard of you. You're Megadon Conchobi. Guilty as charged. And if you want to defeat the Shalactic Empire, you're going to need to learn our ways. Oh, I don't know. I talk a lot about making a difference, but look at my tiny little legs. I can barely walk. I told you, you need to use the doors, Luca. Yeah, you said that before. I don't know what you're talking about. What's the Dorse? Dorsal fin. We call it the Dorse for short. That's not really short. The Dorse? Dorsal? It's the same amount of syllables. I guess I never counted the syllables. Listen, do you want to learn from me or what? So Luca started training to be a fisheye knight. All the while, the Breath Star was rolling closer and closer to Tertuine. Lord Gator, said a small gray shark to Darth Gator on board the Breath Star. <sighs> yes, Commander Tar Kingfish. Lord Gator, we believe the rebel stronghold may be in the small town of Tertuine. <sighs> Very good. Roll the Breath Star toward Tertuine. We're already on our way, Lord Gator. Really? What if I hadn't wanted to go to Tertuine? Then I presume we would have gone somewhere else. At your command, Lord Gator. That's right. At my command. <sighs> You do not command the Breath Star. Darth Gator held up one stumpy little leg. It was the signal to halt. And just like that, all the legged sharks that were pushing the Breath Star stopped. And so too stopped the Breath Star. Without the constant flow of oxygen-filled air, it got hard for the sharks to breathe pretty fast. Commander Tarkingfish gasped. Show mercy. Very well. Lord Gator lowered his fin, and all the sharks gave a sigh of relief and started pushing the Breath Star along again. Back in Tertuine, all the fish and sea mammals finally got word of the approaching Breath Star. I'm not ready to face Shark Gator, said Luca. No. You haven't mastered the doors yet. Well, that's not very encouraging. And you're not very handy with the bite saber, either. That's another thing. Why are we using bite sabers? It's, it's, it's just a long stick with a bunch of teeth at the end. An elegant weapon from a more civilized age. 
It's neither elegant nor civilized. Well, sure, but it's really fun to watch people duel with them. Just then they heard a noise outside of the turtle shell. Megadon peeked his massive head over the shell, and Luca crawled out from underneath it. It's A2Me2, the anemone. What's he going on about? He says they've discovered a way to defeat the Breath Star. Tiny little weakness inside the giant coral castle that'll cause the whole thing to fall apart. That seems like an unlikely design flaw. He says there's a whole nother story that explains why that flaw actually makes sense, but it's too long to tell right now. Oh, well then, we might as well get to it. Now Megadon was an old shark. It took everything he had just to crawl out to the edge of town with Luca beside him. There was already a giant battle underway. Hundreds of sharks had poured out of the Breath Star. They couldn't really swim very well with those stubby little legs, but they would jump off the side of the Breath Star and sort of float down after all the other fish and sea mammals of Tertuine. Hey, to me too. Why didn't you tell us this sooner? There's already a battle happening. I think I can guess that one. Sea anemones are even slower than old sharks. Well, you cleaned it up a little bit, but yeah, that's the gist of what he said. Some fish were shooting spines from their dorsal fins in self-defense. Pew, pew, pew! Octopi and squid were blasting out ink as they maneuvered this way and that to avoid the sharks. A big puffer fish even tried to stand up to Shark Gator, blowing itself up as big as it possibly could. Leave our town alone, Shark Gator. Think you can have a deeper voice than me? And Shark Gator gave that little puffer fish the lightest tap with his bite saber and... That fish deflated like a pop balloon. I'm hit. It got smaller and smaller as it zigged and zagged all over the town. All too easy, said Shark Gator. Little Seawalker had been struggling this whole time just to get over to his friends to try to help to do anything he could against this giant unstoppable coral castle. A2Me2 said there was a weakness in the middle of the Breath Star. But how do I get to the middle of that massive castle when I can barely even walk? Use the doors, Luke. You mean my dorsal fin, Conchobi? How is that supposed to help? Luca spun around to face Megadon, his tail lashing back and forth in irritation. I'm not a fisheye knight. I don't know how to use the doors. I, I don't even want to use a bite saber. I just want to help my friends. Luca had been gesturing wildly with his little legs during that speech, his tail lashing back and forth 
and suddenly he felt his dorsal fin moving too. Focus, Luca. But this time, little Seawalker heard that voice in his head. What's happening? Luca looked down to see he was floating three feet off the ground. And he fell back down. All around him, the battle continued to rage. Sharks were falling out of the sky. Whole schools of fish were flashing their silvery scales as they swam away. And Luca was on his back, losing hope. No, I can do this. I was floating. I was flying. Luca flapped his little legs, realizing they they weren't really legs so much as fins. And he moved his tail and his whole body, and he used his dorsal fin to help stabilize him as he got faster and faster, swimming towards the center of the Breath Star, and just then, it cracked into a million pieces. That was very unfortunate, said Shark Gator. I did it, said Luca. Wow, the Dorse is more powerful than I realized. More powerful than you can possibly imagine. Um, excuse me, it wasn't you or the Dorse, it was me, your sister Leah. Leah? Where have you been all these weeks? Oh, yeah... Megadon Conjobi taught me how to swim like a month ago, so I figured I'd come here and destroy the Breath Star, said Leia. All the other fish and sea mammals were cheering in victory. Hup, hup, said the fish. <coughs> said the whales. <coughs> said the squid and other invertebrates. Leo, why do you always have to take all the fun away? asked Luca. Do you mean this kind of fun? Answered Shark Gator, holding his bite saber and one stumpy little leg. Oh, yeah! Finally a battle, like a real... Ah! But Shark Gator was actually pretty good with that bite saber. Luca, Leia, they had to do their best to stay out of the way. And just because my castle is destroyed doesn't mean my sharks are. And hundreds of other sharks started walking towards them, all drawing bite sabers of their own. Luca and Leia swam up where it was safe, and those stumpy-legged little sharks couldn't follow. But Leia, we can't leave. I know, Luca. Our friends, A2 Me Too, and the old Megadon Conchobi, would be trapped. Sharks, please listen, said Luca, swimming back and forth and speaking as loud as he could. Shark Gator was trying to control the very air you breathe, and in your little coral castle, you couldn't see the rest of the world. Look at all these different kinds of people. Working together. The sharks grumbled and looked around. Don't listen to them. We will build a bigger, stronger breath star. And only the best-legged sharks will be allowed to live there under my rule. 
Commander Tarkingfish swam by. Even when you had things your way, you weren't good to your own people. All the other sharks were nodding along. It's not fair. I was trying to protect you. Protect them from what? They're sharks. I think they're pretty capable of protecting themselves, said Luca. Yeah, we're done. We can handle anything. We don't need this guy. We don't need this guy. So put down those bite sabers, said Luca. And we can teach you how to swim like us, even with those stubby little legs, said Leia. But Luca, I am your father. Really? asked Luca. I mean, it's possible. Male sharks don't really look after their children at all. Luca, join me. Join the shark side. Geez, Dad, or maybe not Dad. I think it's pretty obvious I don't want to do that. Yeah, why don't you just join the everybody plus shark side with us? Would I get to be your emperor? Luca, he's clearly not going to join you, cut in Megadon. Why don't you all just have one big epic bite saber battle and see who's left at the end? <whistles> Said A to me too. Suddenly, Shark Gator was crying. <laughs> Such words of beauty. And Conchobi was crying too. Ah, uh, Luca? Asked Leia. What did the anemone just say? All the fish and sharks and sea mammals were suddenly crying and hugging each other. Ah, uh, you know, I actually can't understand them one bit, said Luca. But then he, Shark Gator, and Leia were all hugging too. But I think we got the gist. The end. Ah, uh, that one gets me every time. Shark Gator, I need to bring that character back. Well, I hope all my U.S. listeners had a very happy Thanksgiving. And I hope everyone is gearing up for some happy holidays. If you want to send us back a little holiday cheer, please do it in the form of a review on Apple Podcasts. Or just share us with a few of your friends. Oh, just wait a minute, Mr. Eric. Oh, hey, Fred. Hey, folks at home, it's, it's my dog, Fred. I, I don't know what he's doing in the studio. I came here to give a shout-out to one of your patrons on Patreon. Oh, that's so nice of you, Fred. Yeah, their names are Izumi and Gray, and they really want to hear from Fred the dog and JF Cat. Izumi and Gray. Oh, I just want to let you know that you are helping make this show bigger and better. And we will always be thankful to you. Yeah, and also you have really cool names. My name sounds like a mailman's name. And I'm a dog, so I don't like that. And if you want your very own shout-out, as well as ad-free episodes and other awesome perks, then check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash whatifworld. And if you can't understand Fred, the link is in the episode description. And if you're already a patron and you want a shout-out, you just have to message me and let me know which character your kids would like to hear from. I'd like to thank Karen Marshall O'Keefe, my editor, producer, and wife. Craig Martinson for our awesome theme song. Jason O'Keefe for our artwork. 
And all you kids at home for giving Mr. Eric a break this week. Can't wait to tell you a new story next week. Until we meet again, keep wondering.